imitate it, never duplicate it. The one and only B. Scott. You're listening to The B. Scott Show. Get ready, love muffins. <laughs> can't do buying all the bottles, what you can't do. Supposed to be shining, but she noticed that my chain do. Late night face, I won't see what that mouth do. Yeah, bounce that ass, do it how your mama talk to. Real made nigga from the trenches, do no pimping. I got seven figures bouncing in the car, it look like switches. Uh. Let's have a drink out after that, we can leave out. I lead a club driving fast, baby, with that speed bout. If you keep it real, say your knees, I pay that cost. 10,000 for the go shopping, ain't nothing to worry about. If it's a problem, get it popping, blow the curb out. I spend a whole day with you laying in the loft. Not one, not two. Girl, you, I wanna see you take it off. Yeah, I'm everything you hear about. Trying to see what your world about. Word of mouth. Can't be buying all the bottles, what you can't do. Supposed to be shining, but she noticed that my chain do. Late night face, I won't see what that mouth do. Yeah, bounce that ass, do it how your mama talk to. Trenches, do no pimping, I got seven figures Bouncing in the car, it look like switches uh. Let's have a drink out after that, we can leave out. I need a club, driving fast, baby, with that speed hey, up Throw that bag, I'm a bad little bitch, nigga Got every ex nigga mad and they big bitter Diamonds on the chain, blinging off my tits, nigga I hit his phone, he gon' curve up like a pitch, nigga Worth the mean pussy good, so we been hooked If he got seen out with me, it's a big look Worth the pop, body smoking like a big blunt Some big dick, only thing that a bitch want Left a lot with a big body, thick dot All my niggas in the spot, you could get got Hey, 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 oh my goodness. Okay, and guess we're back with another episode of the B. Scott Show podcast. And this week we are going to, I promise, well, I I was thinking of some things that I might need to talk about before we get into, (laughs) before we get into the top 20 stories of the year. Um, But, you know, since, you know, I am back, you know, of course I have to get my gang gang with me. And, you know, I'm going to start off as I always do with, you know, um, I am accompanied by my lovely, spendiferously divine producer, Brian Vasquez. Hello, hello. Let's get this year over with. Oh, yeah. Let's, let's burn it up. <laughs> <laughs> throw it in the toilet. <laughs> and since, I mean, and typically I go to Denver, but I'm going to go to Dominique because Dominique was the one that picked this song and she has to tell us because I hadn't actually heard it. I know Nicki Minaj, of course, but I didn't know who the other rapper is. And um, Dominique is an Olympian radio um, show personality, serial entrepreneur. She has a radio show called on Kiss 105.3. Um, and it is also can be streamed on P- 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 PPBS. <laughs> I'm looking at the thing that Brian has. You butchered that. (laughs) Okay, I'm just going to keep it at, she has a radio show on KISS 105.3 locally, and you can go on YouTube, and you can always find her at Dominique V. Blake everywhere else. So tell us the song. Who Who was that? It's NBA Youngboy and Nicki Minaj. And listen, if you try to tell people what that mouth do, like it's the, it's the perfect song. So oh my goodness. <laughs> listen, it's just, it just gets me to twerking every time it comes on. So it's a, per- it's a perfect turn up song. I just feel like any song right now that will get me in a turn up mood. I'm all about it. So the thing about it, like, I haven't used my mouth in so long. I might get off. <laughs> Okay, I don't know if this mouth do anything other than eat right now. You ain't got a quarantine, buddy? Come on. Oh, no, I can't risk it. No, 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 ma'am. Absolutely not. No no old booze, no new booze, nothing. You know, and I ain't even going to go into that because I know the love must have heard enough about that this year. You know, I'm just going to leave that. I had to leave that whole relationship stuff back in fucking 2020 because I'm sure my love muffins have heard enough of me talk about it. They don't want to hear no more. Okay. That relationship's in the toilet. Okay. That was my little flush sound. I don't know if it's a flush or a fart. Is that what that was? I think I think everybody's ready for you to be happy. Like, uh, you know, are you are you ready to be happy? Like, that's a real question, though. We're gonna get back to that after I introduce everybody else. I think I didn't get the different everybody. Oh, oh, wait, we're not gonna leave anybody out. Go ahead, go ahead. So you trying to you see? You trying to do to them what I did to you last episode? No. I see you. Damn, yeah, payback a bitch, shady bitch, shady bitch. I love it. Okay, so. And, you know, without, you know, further ado, my, my right hand and also the editor of lovebeescott.com, Denver, thank you for coming by. Of course, I'm here, tequila in tow. Amen. Okay, I'm over here because, you know, I it's gotten really serious today. And so I am doing a, um, you know, vodka straight with Bailey's and CBD oil. Okay. So I wish I could do vodka. It makes me so angry. Makes you angry? No, vodka is what I need. It's- 
No, I, need, I am. You know what makes me angry? No, what is it, Doctor Jekyll and Mister Hyde? Really? No. Mm-mm. Every bad night I've had has been vodka induced. Oh wow! Oh, wow. I, don't, I don't know if you can imagine. Me. I don't know if you can imagine me yelling, but vodka will do it. Oh my goodness! Oh my goodness! Every time. It was okay. I'll tell you about a little episode I had with Dark Liquor, another story, another podcast episode. <laughs> um, and so, okay. And we also have the newest contributor to lovebescott.com, which is Walker. Hey, Walker. Hello. Hello. Yes, indeed. Um, but getting back to what Dominique was saying, yes, I do think the Love Muffins want to see me happy. And I, you know, I'm going to say this about it and then we're going to go into these hot topics. We got to get in there. But actually, we're going to go in after I talk about something else that Dominique has sent me. Dominique has been doing some things and we got to talk about it. But yes, I do want to be happy, but I have been spending this time to reflect on myself. I have done a lot of finger pointing um, at other people and also in the last situation I was in. And, you know, that's another thing that BetterHelp has helped me realize is that oftentimes people come into your life or bet, or rather I should say my therapist, people come into your life and they're reflections of you. Mm-hmm. So I must have done something to conjure up this reflection of me that treated me in this way. So not done something, but I just, it, it just, it was a reflection of me and I have to own that. That's okay? right. And so I'm just working on being a better person. Um, I am working on, um, you know, trying to forgive, um, trying to um, be a person. I used to be so if if something goes left once or a couple of times, that means I'm done and there is no second chances. There is no forgiveness. There is no, you know, I'm just trying my best and digging deep to make sure that I am putting out um, the type of energy that I want to come back to me, especially in a partner. Amen. And mm-hmm. so that's where I met with that. And we're going to leave that with that. And I hope God brings me somebody, you know what I mean? That Come on, God. God can, you know, bring me somebody that, you know, gives me at least, you know, some of the reflections that I'm trying to put out. Um, Maybe you should just get a puppy. I was thinking about that. That actually came, that was a question that um, about the front yard of the property that I'm working on. It's like whether I should have gravel and a fire pit or grass for the puppy. If I get a puppy. Well, Kenzo says you should get grass. Grass. Okay. So you can come and play in Uncle B's yard. Okay. That's fine. And did the Kenzo like real grass or the fake grass? So many it is an equal opportunity grasser. You okay. don't care. Because I was like, you know, it's just like, it's so many decisions. Because I was like, it, it, I mean, I don't want to get a dog and it's just a whole bunch of... Hell, he likes concrete too. He'll pee on anything. He really. just let it out. Let it rip. Yeah. He's a city dog. Um, but speaking of the song that we played, it had Nicki Minaj in it. And Dominique has sent me a, um, a message on Instagram with the question um, emoji, basically like kind of figuring out what was going on. And what she sent me was a uh, was audio or a video from an interview of one of the producers of American Idol has said that Mariah was the problem on American Idol and not Nicki Minaj. Okay. And I, you know, the thing is about it is, okay, I can't say that, I can't say that was, that's not true. Um, and hear me out because I don't want people like, oh my God, B. Scott's, you know, taking Nicki Minaj's side. Because know they will. But that's not the case. You know, Mariah went into the show being told that it was only going to be one female. And, and two guys, much like how it was with Jennifer Lopez and the two other male judges. Nicki Minaj came on at the last minute um, to be the fourth judge of the show. That was one thing. And then the precursor for that was when Nicki Minaj did um, the Up Out My Face video, which led to me and Nicki Minaj falling out, uh, having a falling out of sorts, um, because Nicki Minaj was at different times um, disrespectful to Mariah. And, you know, and I was kind of the one that kind of brought it to Mariah's attention was like, okay, you know, maybe you should stop going over there so much because she's kind of like shading you on the low. Um, And, you know, as gays, we don't miss anything. So I think it was just the combination of those things going together where it was just kind of like, you know, a prior work experience that they had had together and then going into Nick and going into American Idol where, you know, Mariah was told she was going to be the only woman on the show with two male judges. They switched up the format 
And it was just, it became a thing. Um, and I do, I do wish that at some point, everybody, you know, all the people involved could have, cause at first it was kind of funny and cute in a way. It was like, you know, it was kind of funny and cute, but then it got to a point was like, it wasn't fun or cute. And we like, it was just kind of distracting away from the talent of the show. And because the checks were so, so good for everybody, <laughs> I, you know, cause unless I'm mistaken, Mariah till this day is still the highest paid ever for a judge on a, a, a contestant show. Like I'm pretty sure that everybody involved would have liked a couple more of those checks. I just wish that would have, at some point they could have, you know, worked it out. Um, so I, I, I can't say it depends on how much, you know, of the situation and, you know, who you are in the situation to determine who was to blame or who was to fault for how things kind of came across on air. Does that make sense? Yeah. So, yeah, it was it was interesting. And it's also interesting that the producer is talking about it after all these years. Right. Like, y'all bored? <laughs> well, I think it's Christmas. Mariah is relevant right now. So it's yeah. a way yeah. to generate clicks and tap into that whole situation. Yeah. And, 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 back and, and it, yep. And then it goes to the read, the legendary iconic read that she gave Nicki Minaj when she was going in. They were going back and forth and then she was saying something, something, something. And not everyone has a number one to their name, you know, and she was saying like after all these years, you know, she was talking about like how her her song, you know, um, All I Want for Christmas is You, had, you know, went to number one. And it's like, you know, it's like it keep, and it went again to number one this year. It sure did. Yep. It's, it's currently one globally. It's not just the United States. It's <laughs> dominating the world. Say what you want. It sure did. Yeah. So, you know, it's just, I guess it just depends on where you are in the situation. And, you know, I just, I think it matters what people tell you before you sign on to do something. And I think that definitely played a factor into uh, what we saw on television. Um it was a point where it just got uncomfortable. It was like, oh, this is uncomfortable. <laughs> and yeah, it became kind of toxic. Like, I was like, what is happening right now? Like, what? Yeah, it was interesting because, you know, when and when I would come on set, because um, I visited her on the set of American Idol a couple of times, um, she was taping and it was just, you could feel the tension. Um, you know, Nikki had her people come and visit. And Mariah had her people, which included me come and visit and it was just very awkward and it was very awkward too like i you know the thing the, the thing that made me and nikki fall out was you know tmz and Denver. i think you remember this tmz had reached out to me and asked me which time what really happened on um doing the up out my face so they had heard some oh, rumors yeah, some yeah, stories yeah. and they had reached out to me and i had actually debated because i actually did like nikki I, I liked her music. I still like her music. We play her songs on the show. Like, it's not that deep. You get what I'm saying? And so, but I also had to tell the truth as to, well, I didn't have to. But I was like, okay, well, I'm going to tell what I saw because that's what I freaking saw, you know? And when the article ran, that's when Nikki unfollowed me. And that was just the end of our whatever. Because I just remember when I first met Nikki, she came up to me and she was like, I love your videos. I used to watch them all the time. And she quoted the one, you know, I had a video called The Dunce The Dunce. Uh-huh. Um, and it does sound really familiar to The Dun Dun. Right. Um, but we ain't gonna talk about that. I digress. I'm just, <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying that, you know, it was no tea, no shade, but the TMZ article did it. Then you fast forward to when they're taping American Idol, I'm coming on set. I feel the tension. And Nikki did not acknowledge my presence whatsoever at that point. Um, and I just didn't think that any of it needed to go that far. It's kind of like, you know, it is what it is. And I think that hopefully at some point, you know, everyone can acknowledge what parts they played and that emotions were high at that particular time. And we can all just come back to a better space. I hope, I guess. <laughs> um, and that is actually one of the stories I did want to talk about on the year in review. So what we're going to do is I had, you know, had everybody submit topics and then it dawned on me. I was like, you know, we have a thing called Google Analytics and on Google Analytics, you can literally go in and see what the biggest stories of the year are. 
I haven't really reviewed the list so much in depth. Um, I don't know if things are repeated or not, but we are going to start talking about the stories that come from lovebscott.com according to Google Analytics. And if we have any other information that we want to add to the stories as we go, we will do so. And I guess we will start at number 20. Does everyone agree to start at the bottom? Yes. So let's do it. Work ourselves to the top. That's kind of how I start. You know, I start at the bottom and okay. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Number 20, it, you know, is the orange, orange coast college basketball coach, John Alto Bell, wife, daughter die in helicopter crash with Kobe Bryant. So I guess we did a second story to the story of Kobe Bryant um, having his fatal um, helicopter crash. And that also included his daughter. Which is um, wild because that was the top of the year. It was like, the very like it was 10 years ago. Yeah. That's how bad the year has been. Like we should have known at the time we didn't have resort. We should have known. We should have known. known that that was the omen of the year, that the whole year was about to go to shit. It really was. Because that was out of nowhere. It was like, and then when I heard it, because I think we, we got the story up really quick. It wasn't our exclusive, but I do believe we got the story really, really, really quick. And um, I just didn't believe it at first. I was kind of shocked. I was like, Denver, okay, we're in it. We got to make sure this is this When is you real. sent it to me, I was like, okay, what? And I remember I was watching something at the time and I jumped up off the couch because I just moved so everything was in disarray. And I was like, what? It was, it, you could have told me the sky was purple and I think I would have been more likely to believe it at the time. You know what, guys? I, this is going to sound like it came from, like it's coming from left field, but I am really a conspiracy, conspiracy theorist. And okay. so I, I've been doing some research just like I don't believe that Kim Porter just up and died out of nowhere. I don't believe Kobe Bryant just up and died out of nowhere. His uh, pilot, you know, that was flying the helicopter had been with, you know, flying with him for years and years. And Kobe had, uh, allegedly, well, I, I I'm good. I'm going to just say allegedly just for, okay. you know, you know, okay. uh, just to be safe, but he had been in a huge lawsuit with a pharmaceutical company. And he was also about to make a huge splash in the industry of sports and basketball and create his own league in China NBA was not having that. So he's about to become the first black man to have this huge stake, this ownership over there in a different country that would have rivaled, uh, you know, America and the NBA. Listen, I just, I I take a look at things a little bit closer. You know, Mm -hmm. allegedly Kim was coming out with a a tell-all on Diddy. She knew a whole bunch of things, you know, Mm -hmm. that everybody else didn't know. I'm sure y'all have heard whispers. Mm -hmm. So... I just don't believe stories how they're presented to us and, you know, fed to us from the media. So anyway, RIP to Kobe. It was, I was totally in shock, you know, just as an athlete, that shit like really hit me. I spent time with him in the Olympic village in 2012 and to just see him with his family, how he segued out of sport, kind of like I'm doing right now with my life. It it really did hit me hard. And so it, it was very sad to see one of our own really just did it. It was devastating. It was yeah. like, it was one of the things where it just totally like what? It was like you didn't want to believe it. And then it just it got worse and worse when you found out it was not just Kobe. And I remember we did the follow-up story where we said that his daughter was actually mm. on the plane too. Yeah, that news anchor from for um, uh, I want to say NBC came out and it was like his daughters may have been on board. Oh my and then God. they were like Rick Fox may have been on board. It was like ten people that they had said were on that plane with him at the time. Yep. And then it turned out just to be one of his daughters, thank God. And, but several other members of different families were on the plane and they were traveling to go to his daughter's basketball game um, that was about to happen. I have a question for you guys. Mm-hmm. So uh, everybody takes death very differently. They're, you know, everybody copes with de- death very differently. And I am a silent coper until like my system just breaks. Like my dad passed away in 2010 uh, in April and I did not cry until November. And mm. so, you know, uh, so everybody kind of criticized Vanessa and how she dealt with it. What do you guys think and what kind of cope? Coper are you with, with death? Mm. Tim, what kind of coper are you? 
I am a well. Here's the thing: like, I don't do funerals. I, I don't, don't like either. Them. Sad. I'm uh, the minute I connect with the emotion, the emotion kind of takes over. So I am the try not to deal if I can, but if I can't, then it's it's a wrap. Mm. That's the type of person I am. You know, it's crazy because for me, it's like you know, I have lost so many people mm-hmm. that I don't think. I'm not sure if the tears can come. Mm. If that makes sense. Like I feel like you oh, know, I, I cried everything. I cried commercials. Yeah, I cried, yeah, I cried I'm, everything. <laughs> yeah, I'm like the I'm the youngest grandchild of a very older family. If that makes sense. So basically, my father was the youngest child of his whole entire family, and mm. I came around when my mother was about forty. So I'm like the so young, and so by the time I started getting up in age. Um, you know, my teenage years, I was already starting losing uncles and aunts, grandmothers, you know, so it became normal. Okay. Yeah. It became such a thing for me. Um, it shouldn't be normal. I I hated that it felt that it became to feel normal. Um, you know, and then it just kind of progressed with like my sister's death and then it just kind of like, and so it's just, I don't know. I think that it's just sad. It's just a reminder every time that I see someone pass away. Um, it's a reminder of, you know, that we really do, even though it sounds very cheesy, we do have to enjoy each day and we do have to realize that we are not put on this earth to stay. Um, and that does nothing to do with how much money you have. And I think that oftentimes when people try to accumulate so many things, it is in, in response to, or in part because of, you know, you are afraid that, you know, you feel like having all these things will will sometime, somehow change the fact that you're not going to be permanent on this earth. And so people have these things. That's why you feel like they are just masking all this stuff. But no matter who you are, that's what Kobe taught us. Is like, you know, Kobe is one of the most famous people, super wealthy, had all type of investments. Like, as you said, was about to do something in China and he passed away. And, you know, regardless of how it happened, he's no longer here. And in a blink of an eye, you know, all of everything that you're doing could be could be done, you know, this time around on Earth. And so for me, it's just like, I don't know, like I, I wouldn't say that I don't have emotion. It's just I think my my grieving process now is just more so just like it's a different type of sadness. Mm-hmm. Um, and I grew up in a household where um people really didn't cry, mm-hmm. you know? And if mm-hmm. you did cry, you were expected to go to your, you know, go in your room and do it in, in private. And um, so that's, I mean, I think it, that shaped me too. Like if you, if you see me crying, that, that m- means it's like some big shit going on. It's like it's some, some big, big stuff. Like <laughs> either somebody has died or somebody's about to die. Um, but that was years ago. Now I think like, I don't know. I'm just numb. I feel like, there's been so much going on in all of our lives that for me, I just feel like I have developed a numbness. How do you feel, Walker? Um, I am a robot, and that is something that I will deal with in talk space. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Okay. I feel that. You know, and speaking of like, you know, one of the things that contributed to us being so crazy this year is the number number 19 story um, is Donald and um Melania Trump testing positive for coronavirus. We're not talking about, well, both of them actually have been the thing, you know, both components of that title is a part of why this year has been so crazy. Um, coronavirus in and of itself is devastating to everybody around the world. And then you have Donald Trump and his sidekick, you know, Melania, um, not, you know, saying that the coronavirus is a hoax, and that, you know, it, it's just like the flu and it's going to be gone, you know, in a couple of months. Fast forward to them both testing positive for it. It's like, wh- what? It's like, I got the nerve to want to go and get vaccinated. The nerve. The nerve. <laughs> <laughs> if nerve was a person. <laughs> if nerve was a person. And they are the first to get it. They, you know, they got vaccinated before anybody else, I believe, in this country. I believe there's no way that Donald Trump and his narcissist um, view of the world would allow other people to get vaccines before him. Um, but, and also I, it also begs to, to wonder too, because they were saying that if you did have COVID and you got past it, 
you have some type of immunity. It's just a matter of how long you have it for. Um, so it is if them getting vaccinated on top of that immunity, is that just a waste? You know what I'm saying? So it just goes to show that they don't care about waste. They don't care about other people potentially losing their lives. And they don't care about the fact that other people have been playing by the rules and they have been the people who contributed to 300,000 people dying. We just hit that milestone where 300,000 people have died in less than a year. Listen, when that man said that you could drink bleach, I about checked out. I <laughs> I had nothing left. <laughs> I was just like, this is this is obviously a fucking reality show. What are we watching here? This is the stupidest shit ever, you know. <laughs> and then, I, I can't. And then the people that are following him are so like loyal to the stupid shit. Like you hear what this man is saying. Like how stupid do you have to be to ride for that type of shit? <laughs> it, it's comical. Right? You can't you can't write this shit if you tried. <laughs> It's, it's just like out of control. You know, Love Muffins, there have been so many things that I have been keeping inside and I haven't shared with anyone because I didn't have anybody to talk to. And if you don't address those things, they keep building up and building up and building up. And then they become misdirected to people who had nothing to do with the issues that you have had bottled up inside. And BetterHelp has really helped me with that. You know, talking to my therapist on a weekly basis helps me to unload all the things that I don't need to be keeping suppressed and pushed back in the back dark room of my consciousness. I am able to talk to someone. I'm able to give, you know, unleash those things that I am just, you know, in the past didn't have anyone to talk to. It provides me an outlet to just have a a safe space to talk about the things that I don't feel like I can share with anyone else. And if you are having anything going on in your life that's interfering with your happiness, that's stopping you from achieving your goals, BetterHelp will assess your needs and match you with your own licensed professional therapist. Connect in a very safe and private online environment is so convenient. You can start communicating with a therapist in under 24 hours. It's not self-help, it's professional counseling. You can send a message to your counselor anytime. You get timely responses, and plus you can schedule a weekly video or phone sessions. All without having to leave the comfort of your home. You don't have to sit in an uncomfortable waiting room. Like that's my biggest nightmare right now is having to go somewhere and sit in a waiting room to speak to someone. BetterHelp is committed to facilitating great matches. So they make it easy for you to change your counselors if you don't feel like it's a match for you. I remember when I first started, I didn't match with the person that I felt was good for me. They sent me over a new list. And I picked one and I'm not looking back at all. It's been one of the best decisions I've ever made. BetterHelp is affordable. It is more affordable than traditional counseling, offline counseling, and financial aid is available. The service is available for clients all over the world. No matter where you are, you can use BetterHelp. There's a broad range of expertise that your local therapist may not be able to provide you. And those areas are depression, stress, anxiety, relationships, sleep and trauma, anger, family conflicts, LGBT matters, grief, self-esteem. Everything that you say to a therapist that you talk to is confidential, it's convenient, it's professional, it's affordable. And plus they upload daily testimonials to their website. This is not a crisis line. In fact, so many people have been using BetterHelp. They are recruiting additional counselors in all 50 states. I want you to start living a happier life today. As a listener, you get 10% off your first month by visiting betterhelp.com slash bscott. Join over a million people taking charge of their mental health. Again, that's betterhelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash bscott. Here's today's STEM tip. Don't throw out that old plastic bottle. Repurpose it by turning it into an awesome terrarium. Just fill it with sand, pebbles, soil, and your favorite plant. It'll grow sealed right in its own ecosystem. Learn more at She Can STEM. A message from the Ad Council. Support for this podcast comes from CDW and Dell Technologies. At CDWG, we get that migrating your agency to a hyper-converged infrastructure is challenging. Like me switching to decaf. Gotta do it, don't want to do it, but gotta do it. Whoa, slow down, friend. CDWG's experts can help simplify your transition from legacy to hyper-converged infrastructure with Dell EMC solutions that offer speed and agility. Do it, do it. Have you done it? Is it done yet? Why isn't it done yet? IT orchestration by CDWG. People who get it. Find out more at cdwg.com slash dellemc. And, you know, 
leading into the number 18 um, post, like this one was scandalous. This was scandaloso. Like this was just so much to me. And I was like, oh, what? When those pictures, when I saw that, and then we posted it on the site, I, I still am gagging from this. And it was the whole situation that was around Andrew Gillum um, who Ooh. ran for governor. Ooh, Ooh some tea, honey. Um, you know, he ran for governor in Florida and he almost, I, I think it was a close race. He, he was, he had a chance of winning and they found him in a hotel room in his underwear. His underwear was soiled mm. and, you know, fecal matter was very, you can see it. You can see urine, fecal matter, whole situation and blood. I think it was blood, Denver. Was that correct? It was a bloody, it was, it was you pack. know, and, and yeah. And yeah, he was called out. There was drugs. It was a whole thing. And he was in there with a male gay escort. Okay. And didn't address a, a piece of it. Which didn't is a address funny a piece of it initially. Didn't address a piece of so he it. was like, I don't know this man. He was like, he turned to Kiki Palmer. He was like, I don't know how we got here. I was at a wedding. He, just, he said, that was the shoot. <laughs> he went to, he said he went to a wedding. And he went to go check on a friend. Oh, my Jesus. Mm-hmm. He said he went to go check on a, a friend. And somehow he ended up sprawled out with fecal matter and blood and drugs on the floor. Mm. So when the police came, he was unconscious on the floor. Child. He went night-night. Listen, every time that man speaks in an interview, I just be trying to figure out what kind of foundation he be using on his face. <laughs> I'm so distracted by the makeup and the eyebrows. I can't, I can't hear anything over his foundation. Yeah, that's a good old Mac Maximum coverage. Honey. That's, a good, that's a good, that's a good old thick foundation. He's ready for the water. Um, yeah, it was just really shocking. And then, they, you know, they did an interview and of all places, you know, not that I don't, I love Tamara Hall. And I think that she is amazing. Um, However, I feel that this interview um, should have taken place a lot sooner. And it should have taken place with a, like a news organization. It should have been like, this is like, we need to get to the bottom of this. Like, I feel like for me, political things, I feel like it needs to be like a a ABC primetime, you know, like we need, we need to get to like, it needs to be serious. We need to dissect it. Like this is not something that you go to a talk show um, host. Well, and the thing is, they would have asked him the questions that needed to be asked. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And Tamron went. Tamron, I mean, she was like, "Yeah, we talked about it, and they were so transparent." But when you go back and look, she didn't really ask him. She no. didn't press him on anything. It is the difference. What I just hit on is the difference between when Whitney Houston was interviewed by Diane Sawyer and when and Whitney Houston was interviewed by Oprah. Oprah gave her every pass in the book. Diane Sawyer on primetime lit her ass up. She was like, and she's like, and 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 how often, Wendy? <laughs> I mean, Whitney. Like, how often? And, and what was it? You know, what, what did you use? Was it was it crack? Was it cocaine? You know, like she was. was it a she two was inch asking or a three inch needle. You said what? I said, was it a two inch or a three inch needle? Exactly. I mean, well, we need to get to the bottom of it. These type of like this man was running for a governor of one of the most populous states. And you mean to tell me he's going to go to Tamar Hall and get off with a tap, a tap on the hand. And then he had the nerve to show up with his wife. I said, oh, help me. <laughs> his wife said, look, bunny, I'm not going to fumble this bag, whatever. No, but the thing is, like, she has been through enough. Black women have been through enough. We she is tired. Not. We is tired. <laughs> and going through shit like this, I can see why you're tired, honey. I can definitely see. Okay. Mm. And then, you know, the, the number 17 story seems kind of random to me. You know, the funny thing about it is that you just never know what stories are going to go viral. Like you, it can just, it's, sometimes there's no rhyme or reason. Sometimes it is indicative of the fact that so many people are talking about it on social media. But I guess this kind of went viral just because it was just the the audacity of it all. And it's, you know, it's um, Amari Hardwick under fire for his narcissistic Chadwick Bozeman tribute um, interview that he did. And he was, he said something like one of the biggest honors was being one of the biggest competitors, his biggest competitors in, in 18. And I was like, what? I don't, I don't get it. Why? Yeah, he was saying like he's his, comp- he was a competitor, his biggest competitor. Like, what does that mean? I didn't. In what, in what space? <laughs> in what world? 
Um, the only <laughs> thing I know Omari from is is power. What else has he like? That's the only thing else? I know. That's <laughs> the only thing I know him from, and yeah. I, and I know him from the fact that people have been lighting him up about his wife. It seems right. like people are not happy with this white woman, and you know, and how she looks, and the fact that he's with her. Um, you know, I know Deborah has some personal things, but we're gonna keep that. <laughs> wow. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna just mute my mic. Okay. I'm just gonna mute my mic. We gotta keep that, keep that cute. Um, yeah, I just think that you know it's just shocking. I think it's just a testament to sometimes people think that they are bigger than they are, um, and we all have to kind of check ourselves because, especially when you say certain things, he said he meant it as just a fun banter. But to me, it really seemed like it was just inappropriate. What were your thoughts, Denver? Yeah, what were your thoughts? Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> now I want to know. Right. Come on, Denver. Drop, drop the tea. Drop it. <laughs> It's no T to be drunk. I think you actually, I think um, in other episodes, I think you did drop no, no, no. I know, no, no, I, no, no, I'm just, okay, how do I put this? <laughs> he's a very interesting person, and I feel like he's dealing with a lot of things. Ooh. And I feel like because a person is dealing with such things, they may not have the mental bandwidth, the mental bandwidth to apply to other things. And as a result of that, that is how that caption came to be. Oh, you just said a whole lot of words <laughs> and I appreciate the way you handled that delicately. But Brian, Brian, are you decoding that? I mean, you, that, was, that was pretty eloquent. That was pretty it eloquent. was. It was beautiful. Okay. Yeah. 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 yeah that, that was around the bush, but you still got to where you need to go. Yes, you did. Yes, he you did. went around the bush, but you still made your way yeah. around to the bush to the front. So um, we read the message, and so did he. Yeah, you know. But I'm gonna let you lay down that burden down by the riverside, and we're gonna keep it moving. <laughs> you know. <laughs> and the number sixteen topic is, you know, Fifty Cent and Snoop Dogg mock Oprah after she trips on stage. Oh. And for those of you who um, weren't quite familiar with, it, I think at this time it like wasn't. So I think Fifty Cent and Oprah were they were mad at her because. She was going in on Russell Simmons, or she was producing a documentary about Russell Simmons. Wasn't that wasn't that the reason why Fifty Cent was doing that? Yeah, basically, she ignored all of Harvey Weinstein's shit and then mm-hmm. went and got behind first Michael Jackson, right, and then Russell Simmons, right, and that that's why Fifty and Snoop Dogg weren't really seeing it for her. And we have a clip. Wellness to me means all things in balance. <laughs> and balance doesn't mean all things are equal or at peace at all times. <laughs> oh. <laughs> you are not alone. I am here with you. That's who did it. Michael pushed our ass down. Uh-huh. Michael pushed her down. His ghost came and said, <laughs> like a little kick. And she, and the crazy thing about it, that's what life does. Life, no matter how much money you have, no matter how big you are, it has a way of humbling you. And if she did not just say life was about balance. With no balance. And then she lost her balance. Come on, Jesus. I mean, that is, that is shocking. But it's not shocking because the universe in that moment, she believes in divine, you know, she's being, you know, she says she likes to be in connection with the universe and in divine parallel. And, you cannot deny that the universe wanted to tell her something. Because the universe, she said, wobble, 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 shake it, shake it, shake it. <laughs> and I had never seen that like that. She said, woo! <laughs> Talk about wrong shoes. No, lady. <laughs> <laughs> she was not in the wrong shoes. That was good. Because she was in, what, what, she, she wasn't even in a kitten heel. Was she, she, in a kitten was, heel? she was in flats. You just bust your ass. <laughs> Lord have mercy. You know, she was sore the next day. That's the problem. <laughs> well, going into, you know, you know, other people, you know, at some point hoping that they will, you know, walk in their truth and live in their truth. We had an exclusive, which is like comes in at the number 15 story this year was when Queen Latifah and her um, partner, Ebony Nicholas, um, son name was revealed. Um, we got that tea randomly. I we like, did that. Yeah, we did. I, we had so many exclusives. I just be forgetting them. Like I forgot that this was an exclusive that we had. And his name is Rebel. 
um, was exclusive. And I just, you know, the whole situation with Queen Latifah is like, I do believe that everyone has a right to talk about things on their own terms and things of that nature. But I just feel that Queen Latifah could have helped so many people back in the day when things weren't, had not progressed so much when it came to the LGBTQI plus community. You get what I'm saying? And so now, I mean, we all kind of know it, but she still hasn't acknowledged it. And I do believe that was a part of why her talk show didn't connect was Mm -hmm. because she was not being truthful and real with us. I love Queen Latifah. I want her to get back in the rom-com game. Like I, I, you know, for whatever reason, I love a Queen Latifah Mm rom-com, but it is weird that she has yet to acknowledge her life. Right. And not that she owes it to us, but I think that if you're going to be a, a public figure, a persona, and try to profit off of the public, then you at least, like you said, have to be real with the public. Right. You have to be real, you have to own it. And that's a part of you connecting with people. You know, I, I have tried that. And that's how I, you know, believe that I have the audience that I do today is because I was so vulnerable and, um, you know, shared such an intimate part of myself years ago when I was doing YouTube. Um, and I think that is what really makes talk show type of formats work is that you have to give something up and you definitely got to give up the pink elephant in the room. It's not like we don't know and can't visibly just, just (laughs) decipher (laughs) that she speaks lesbianese. Um, And it was just, you know, it's just weird, you know? And then it was like weird how, you know, she was like, she was dating the trainer before and they were together for quite some time. Yeah. And then they, she somehow she just gave her the heave ho. She got this new girl, and the new girl had a baby. Mm. And and even though you are in, I mean, the same things happen in relationships. People think that like you know, just because of sexuality, relationships play out different ways. I just believe that happens so much. Sometimes like you in a relationship with somebody and it don't work out, and then for whatever reason that person doesn't want to wife you, but then they turn around and wife somebody else and have a baby with them in like two point five seconds. Woo. You know, and we knew she played Cleo way too well. Like you not fooling anybody, ma'am. Like, yeah. And, and by doing that, she playing us. She's playing right. with us. <laughs> See, so, yeah. we, so we stupid. Okay. We stupid. And we're not going to talk about it. And then you got the nerve to get up in these rom-coms and just like, you know, I was just like, but I do like the one in Denver. The, what was the one when she was in the, um, the resort, the winter resort? Last Christmas. Was it last holiday? Last holiday. Okay, yeah. I love that last holiday. I, lo- I love the fact mm-hmm. that I have people on the show that be like just saying what they want to say just like I do. Because, you know, we said last Christmas, last holiday. I love that. Because, <laughs> same thing. Because the same thing that I be doing. I just be, you know, just putting the words together and hope they work out. Um, <laughs> just like, you know, hell, I got I get an A for effort. Yeah. Um, oh, so, yeah, so it, that's just, you know, hopefully she'll walk on her truth. You know, we, I, we try hard on the site to not out people, um, even though years ago we were accused of outing people when we posted about what happened Ooh. with um, um, Tyga, right? Because I, I oh. still want to say so bad. I still want to say Tigga so bad, but it's Tyga. Um, oh, the Tigga era. That was a good era, the Tigga era. Yeah. That was a that was a legendary. We, we were dropping exclusives, honey. And then we were before <laughs> OnlyFans, we were the first people to put up his penis, you know. Sure. And, and that those I was like, huh, honey, I get why Kylie was, you know, why she was with him because that penis is nice. It's a pretty penis. It's like a really pretty, thick, you know, just like, oh. Um, and it's funny now to see those clips, you know, people still, when I see them in other places, our Mortimark is like right across his penis. Yo, if you if you hit it, if you put Tiger and Dick in Google, you see it just all over. <laughs> um, and yeah, so it's just like you know, it's just really interesting how you know the whole situation has played out, and like you know, I don't know. It's like, and we going into another exclusive. Like the number fourteen is exclusive, and probably the exclusive. And I'm not going to dwell on it too long, but I'm going to say my piece now. The exclusive that really was the exclusive where I had to hold the person to the fire just because of the fact that they went so hard 
to say that it wasn't true. And this, of course, is exclusive about Nene Leakes being fired, um, fired, um, fired, uh, <laughs> fired, um, fired. Okay, I'm um, sorry. Um, <laughs> not offered a contract to return to the Housewives of Atlanta season 13, right? And, you know, we ran, you know, we ran the story because I got the information. I got it from multiple sources. And by the evening of that day where I got it three or four different times, I was like, I have to run this because I'm not giving these hits to TMZ. I'm not giving these hits to Hollywood life. And I'm a Black publication. I have a right to run this, right? And things, it made me want to run it even more, um, the events that led up to it. And, you know, the events that led up to it is that me and Nene have known each other for a long time. We have been friends. We have hung out many, many times in Atlanta, in Miami, in, um, you know, in L.A., one of the last times that we hung out was where she was begging a mutual friend to ask me to come. She was asking me to come to Palace. And that was the night that she was there with Andy. And I literally, my friend had the text messages where I said, I don't really want to go. I don't care. I'm like, I'm just going to, you know, I'm with my peace and we're going to, you know, we're going to have our moment. And I'm not worrying about going to see her right now. But he, they, she be- was begging him to beg me, right, to come. And I went. And so that's the type of friendship we had. And so it was really weird when her team reached out to me to do a favor. I did the favor. She get on television, denied that it was her team that had anything to do with it. She denied that we were friends. And she almost said that she didn't know me. So if that's the case, fast forward to when we get the information about the exclusive, we run it. And that's how it became the 14th um, biggest story of the year because of the fact that like, that is a big story. You know, she's supposed to be the queen of, um, the Atlanta franchise, you know, the Housewives of Atlanta, and she got pushed out. You know, that's her word. She said pushed out. I say fired, which is means that you were fired, but she later on out of her own mouth said she was pushed out. And, but during this whole time, her, the same team that came to me and gave me the note to run on the site was the same team that went to these white publications and tried to get them to, you know, basically discredit me. You know, they say it's not true. Nene's not leaving the show. These are lies, like lies. And people don't know how I haven't really said it out and I'm not going to say it out, but the situation is very, very intertwined, like literally intertwined. Mm -hmm. Very, very, very. And I, because of the people involved, I mean, I'm not going to spell it all the way the fuck out. But, and that's why I believe that Nene kind of shut her ass up and didn't come for me directly because she knew how, how connected it was and how it would make all parties look real crazy if I blew up the spot for real, for real. Right. And so for me, it was just like, you know, they went to these white publications, tried to prove me wrong. And then the way my God is set up, we had an exclusive literally two weeks later, almost with announcing the new girls that were going to be on the show. So we announced the girls that were going to be replacing her and all of those same publications that they went to to try to make it seem like I was lying. They all ran the story about Drew Sedora and LaToya being the two new girls. Denver, you got anything to add? Um, you know, I think you've said it. I don't know what else I can say without saying too much, but I mean, it's, it, it is weird to me that there are people who still don't believe that she was fired that that baffles me but and the only thing that i can really say to that is if you have a job and that job for whatever reason stops putting you on the schedule if you have a job and you can't get on the schedule what does that mean Ooh. it means that you don't have a job right so that's all i got and then I didn't, I had no idea that in the weeks after I said she was fired, that she would totally unravel and confirm everything that I had said to be true over and over again. She spiraled. Called Andy a racist. Called Andy a racist. Mm. Went, on, went in on Wendy Williams' legs. Um, she over and over threatened to sue Bravo. She got that crazy um, woman attorney to represent her. What's her name? Um, Lisa Bright. Lisa Bloom. Oh, oh wait. Okay. Yeah. No, that's <laughs> her daughter. Okay. So yeah, Lisa Bloom was 
representing her and they, she was posting stuff on Instagram talking about like, she's about they about to do damage and they they gonna pay and they're not gonna do this to me like she was tweeting all the time all this crazy stuff and also repurposing Black Lives Matter during the time when people were being killed in the streets um, she said she my said, life matter her, she said my life matter <laughs> literally just like that my life matter um, and it was just like it was, it was like I I knew the information was true, but I didn't know that she was going to be the one to kind of bring it on home and get to a point was like, you know, people were like, can you just go quietly? We get you not going to be in the show. Like, well, damn, you know, it's like she was basically trying to, I feel like she was trying to Donald Trump, the housewives and Bravo. That's exactly what she was trying to do. Let me tell you something. You know, for me, she she was doing kind of a, a good job. I, I'll say fair. She was doing a fair job of tricking uh, just you know, the, the media, the public, uh, and us and, and allowing people to believe that she was, she has something on the back burner. She has something coming. And you know what, even if she didn't have something else, um, in the pipeline, she, if she did not go on YouTube and try to start her own channel in her closet or whatever <laughs> the hell she was, or do that little, uh, show in the back of some nightclub with the, with the four gay guys or whoever they were, her credibility was shot after that for me. It was it was like secondhand embarrassment. You ever watching some shit that somebody else is doing and you can't even watch that shit no more because it looks so bad? I said, you know what? Nene's definitely canceled. She played herself to the 10th degree and I, I'm done. I have yeah. nothing else. I was done after that. It was just like, you know, and it was just the coming off of like the whole, like, you know, Nicole Murphy situation too. You know, where she had, you know, of course she was, you know, kissing a married man. And then, you know, I reached out to ask her about it. She released a statement to me, then got on television and said she didn't release that statement to, on Wendy Williams. <laughs> I was like, you know, like, these bitches have lost their mind. Like, they had really, like, you know, I just, I, just, I was, I feel like when Nene did it, I was like, oh, hell no. I can't, I cannot let this stand. <laughs> uh, the word that came to mind was delusional for me. Yeah. yeah. And it's, it's crazy is that, you know, Nene is funny. She has a, has a, a comedic quality that when she is um, in the right space, it is something that it can be very endurable. But at the end of the day, Nene's behavior is the reason why she's no longer on the Housewives of Atlanta. You cannot assault production. Mm. You cannot be rude and nasty to everyone. And you definitely cannot say that your boss and your boss just so be just so happens not to just be the face of Bravo. He is the face of all of NBC Universal. Andy Cohen mm. is huge. Okay. He is a huge person in the industry in general. And you cannot just come out your face and call him a racist. Right. And not take it back. <clears throat> there and, and, and to my knowledge, she has not retracted that properly. Um, she had not say publicly sorry that she was sorry for saying that about Andy Cohen. Andy Cohen is many things, but I do not believe him to be a racist. Denver, do you believe him to be a racist? Not at all. And let, let me say this. He's a shady when queen. You, when I don't... you think about the energy Nene has had for everyone else, Andy, Wendy, Black Lives Matter, not once did she ever directly come for B. Scott. Mm. And I want to point out, there's a reason for that. <laughs> B got that ticket. Not once. <laughs> not not <laughs> once did any of those tweets come this way. The Brian, Instagram, those blogs. I wish you had those, some bombs right now. <laughs> Instagram stories. Not once not did she ever she come ever to this front door. Yeah. Ooh. Because, I mean, she knows that I have, you know, it's funny because, like, you know that we are friends because I didn't take it all the way there. You know, that's how you know, actually, that's how you know what she was saying is a lie because there's a part of me that didn't want to take it too, 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 too far. You know, and I could have taken it, <laughs> I could have taken it too far. I could have taken it like somewhere over the rainbow. It could have been just a thing and people have been like, oh, wow, you know. But you're, and, not, you're not that type of bitch. So. I'm not that type of bitch. And then also it's just like, then it would lead to collateral damage. You know, we already kind of had some, but there's another component where it was been like a whole nut. It was been a thing. And, you know, and we're in the business of, um, I knew at some point by running exclusive information and things 
that keeping, um, you know, keeping receipts on people and situations and stuff to make sure that I could back up my story and could could collaborate what I said, uh, much like how Monique did, um, um, is something that would be important. And I also think, Denver, don't you agree? Don't you think that's a part of it that she knows that we have a bombs? It will be bombs with actual like things. (laughs) Oh, for sure. So you oh, got sure. a binder? You got a binder over there, B? We, we got, we I mean, got. I'd call it a hard drive, but it's you know, something, something similar. Ooh. We got a hard drive, and people forget. And because me and Nene have been friends for so long, there's a lot of shit. So like, yeah, I, and I, I think that she, she may have just in the moment, as a part of me that hopes that she misspoke. Maybe she was caught off guard, even though and like she's been doing the show so damn long. How are you caught off guard by anything that somebody would say? If I had been doing something for 10 fucking years, there's no way to be what's well, so actually season 13 was well, season 12. She would have completed and would have been on season 13. I wouldn't have been caught off guard by anything that somebody could say to me. You know, all she had to say was like, oh, child, I don't know how B. Scott got that. But I love me some B. Scott, honey. He is fierce, but I don't know how you got that. Right. And then, next. Mm-hmm. You know, like I'm not. And I've never been, I've never been the one to, to make your enemy. That's not ever going to turn out the way that you would like, you know, <laughs> just because it's just not smart. And if you know the game, then you shouldn't be doing that, you know, and then don't, don't set up things where you ask for a favor and then spit in the person's face. All that right. to me is the highest disrespect, but moving right along, you know, even though we gave it some time, we're going to keep it moving. The number 13 story of the year is Tiger King star. Got new teeth and <laughs> upset the footage didn't make the series. <laughs> I, did anybody finish the whole series? I didn't watch the whole thing. Did you finish the whole thing, nope. Dominique Walker? I did. I, I've never seen it. Oh, I did. Oh, I definitely did. I did. I, let me, you know, I said this on the show, and I, I hope people don't get offended, but it's the truth. Like, I am from North Carolina, and I have seen enough white trash to last me a lifetime. So the last thing I want to, to look at is some white trash with some tigers. Because I've seen white trash with chickens. I've seen white trash with some hogs. I've seen white trash with, you know, collard greens. I mean, I'm just saying, like, it's just, I just couldn't wrap my head around it. Can someone break this down? Which one was he? And why was he upset that he didn't have no teeth on the show? You so he was the that. one... Yeah. So the one he was, I think his name was John. I I forgot his name. I couldn't, I wasn't paying attention. Um, but he was dating, uh, Joe exotic. And I think they may have been married. I can't remember. It was like the early days of quarantine. So forgive me, but he had no teeth during the entire series. Well, apparently he did, but they just didn't show it. Wow. Probably better with no teeth. You know what thing is? I, I probably, they probably did that because it's more, it's more of a controversy if the worse they look, it's oh, more absolutely more jarring. Absolutely, you know, it's kind of like how you see people in certain productions. I'm not going to say any names, um, being the utmost of the stereotype. Mm. You know, they don't want you know people to to be the more the more polished version of their community or their you know whatever they belong to they rather they want shock value and him without missing his teeth and stuff was definitely for shock sure. value. I'm not sure his you teeth know. were on a stay-at-home order just like us <laughs> <laughs> they did not show up to set that day and like it, i just we need to i feel like there needs to be a psa about people who get the teeth too big <laughs> can people please stop getting like these you know these chiclets like we need teeth that look normal like they actually could have possibly come out your gums. Like, and Ab- his teeth were very much so like, uh, okay, like you went from no rot- no teeth, you know, teeth were rotten to like, the, like a mouthful of teeth. <laughs> just like, you're just teeth now. It's a piece. I don't mean, I don't mean to it's bring up again. When, when B said <laughs> that bitch was lying through her fucking big ass teeth, I did die. <laughs> I couldn't unsee it. I could not unsee it. And that's all I think about when I see people with these stupid ass uh, veneers. You know what I mean? Like, what are, y- what are y'all doing? It's like, it's like, it's, you know, 
you, I was, I tell people all the time, you could try Jesus. Don't try me. Okay. I'm not the one to try. Please don't, don't do it. And you know, the, the audacity that some people have is just hilarious because of the history. Like I literally remember, you know, Nene coming on my YouTube show many years ago and that was her first face. <laughs> but I literally remember the first face, the first face she ever had and the first set of teeth. I remember, I remember her original teeth. I remember at that particular time, I do believe that she had got her top row done and not the bottom row. I remember. Yes, yes. So I mean, I think that's how far we go back. The sides are open, right? Right, yes. But she was missing side teeth. <laughs> yes. yes. So I just think that it's just, you know, don't, you know, just like, just keep it, keep it everything. Just keep it cute, right. you know. Okay. You know, try Jesus, not me. <laughs> um, but keeping it moving right along, you know, we are on to the number 12. And the number 12, um, you know, is actually, I'm surprised that this didn't come up before. But Tristan's um, Thompson's self-proclaimed baby mama posts side-by-side photos of him and her son. Ooh. And that went in because, you know, like most things that we post about the Kardashians, anything involving somebody, because nobody would care about Tristan's Thompson's um, side peace, baby mama situation, whatever the case may be, if it wasn't for Chloe and his connection to the Kardashian family. And that's why the Kardashians have so much staying power is just because anything connected to them, especially if it's in a way where it's like, a, you know, something, um, you know, putting them down or I'm just being honest, anything that kind of making them look stupid, those posts go in. <laughs> those posts are going to give you the hits that you need. Like I remember we, I had just gotten like a bunch of campaigns around one of the posts that we dropped. And when I tell you one of them posts went so freaking, um, freaking um, viral, it met all the campaigns in that day. That's the power of, unfortunately for people who want the Kardashians to go away, that's the power of the Kardashians. Mm-hmm. So Tristan Thompson, I wouldn't even know who he, what basketball team or who he was if it wasn't for Chloe at all. I mean, he's a cute guy, but I, he ain't cute enough for me to know him independently. And so did we ever get to the bottom of whether or not this baby mom, this baby was actually his or not? No, apparently like Chloe sent some cease and desist and they went to court and then the whole thing just kind of went away. Yeah, because so I, I saw something recently know. where the baby mama had popped off on Chloe and then also popped off on um, his first baby mama who don't bother nobody. Like the first baby mama of the boy, I am, you know, she's a very just like mind her business type of person. She's unproblematic. I love, I like that. Yeah, she's unproblematic and the baby mama's still popping off. So apparently, you know, we still don't know or maybe we do, I don't know whether that's his son or not. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't know. And from the photos, you know, it could be, it could be, you know. <laughs> Um, the number 11 topic of the year uh, was a clip of Candace. I mean, not Candace. <laughs> it was a clip of, a clip of Candy Burris. Kind of called her Candy. Help me, Jesus. Candy Burris reacting to uh, me revealing who leaked, leaked the Cynthia Bailey's note um, from NeNe Leaks. He played a clip. Koina S. on our walkabout on Facebook wants to know, what do you think of the blogger B. Scott coming out, telling everyone it was NeNe who shared the card with him? Mm. Mm. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Well, you know, if you're going to call out a blogger like B. Scott, you should have known he was going to respond with the information. Uh, Well, I'm just glad he gave, at least we're not hanging like with snake cake. Right. Mm. You know what I really appreciate about Candy? Candy has always been a consistent bitch with me. Love that. (laughs) She's always, always been consistent. She came on the second season of the show and she did my my um, YouTube channel years ago. She stopped by the podcast many times. Every time I see her is love. Um, the last time I saw her was at um, Kenya's 50th birthday party at The Catch. All love, all like just a consistent person. And even when she was talking there, what I felt was the importance she put on the B. Scott you get what I'm saying? That's the respect mm-hmm. that I, you know, sometimes love muffins say, you know, Beast Guy is always talking about how people should respect him and how he doesn't get what he needs and da 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 da. You know, I mean, you know, the thing is, like, when you work hard at what you do, you deserve that type of, you want that respect. That's right. And what I like about Candy is that she's that type of person, which you just heard in that clip. She could have said my name many different types of ways. She said, but if you're going to call out a blogger like B. Scott, you know what I mean? That is giving me my due. 
And that's what I appreciate about Candy. And Candy not only does it for me, she does it with so many different people. Candy literally on her Instagram does like, you know, money making Mondays and where she supports other businesses. She's always giving props to people. I saw recently she even gave, you know, even wished um, Nene a happy birthday. Even when Nene has been, you know, negative when it came comes towards her because Candy has gotten the spinoffs and Nene felt that she should have gotten the spinoffs. And Candy, Candy was the executive producer of that race show that Bravo did, that race discussion that they did. So, you know, I, 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 I kudos to Candy. You know, she's the type of person that I can deal with. And she understands the game. Like, I don't understand in, in 2020 how seasoned entertainment um, people can really get upset about information that are put out on the blogs that they should know how this game works by now. I agree. I When I see somebody like Candy, I just see somebody that gets it, that gets the system and understands how to use it and to help other people. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? She, and she's gotten it for a long time and she, mm-hmm. it. she stays getting it. So yep. and, and on, a, on, a, on a different level, I think that like myself and like somebody like you, she understands karma and she stays blessed. God has been blessing Candy for so long. She's not about to let nobody fuck up her karma. I'm not, listen, I love you. Congratulations. Happy birthday. Yes. I'm happy for you. <laughs> like, yes, you don't have to come over here and fuck up my checks or my energy. So I, I, I definitely agree with how she handles herself. And that's why when anytime, for example, when Candy, there was a shooting or something that had happened at her, um, one of her restaurants in Atlanta, I reached out to her mm-hmm. and asked her about it because me and Candy are what? We are friends. Mm -hmm. And so I do that for people that are my friends. So, right. But if Candy had had just went on national television and said that she wasn't my friend and almost said that she didn't know me, then I would have ran the story any type of way that I felt like. (laughs) Isn't that true, Denver? Didn't we reach out to her? We did. The night of. Yeah. So, I mean, that's, I mean, I, I do that. For certain people who are consistent, I'm going to give you what you give me. And it's going to take probably take a couple more years of my therapist to help me get past that. You know what? I saw a meme today that says I match energy. So you tell me how we going to show up. (laughs) (laughs) I loved it. I loved it. That is exactly correct. And you know what? We have already like went through half of this year in review. The, we went to 10 stories and we are going to cut it off right here and pick it back up on the next episode. I want to thank you, Love Muffins, for listening to the show. It has been a crazy year and I'm happy that we were able to bring you some, hopefully, some some cheer and some laughter. I want to thank Dominique, Denver, and Walker and Brian for being on this episode as well. And until next time, double kisses. Bye-bye. Thank you so much for listening to The B. Scott Show. You can find me on Twitter, Facebook, and YouTube at Love B. Scott. And make sure you review the show on iTunes. And you can always find me on lovebscott.com. 